the passage this morning from the gospel was, to me, a very powerful statement about Christ's willingness to reach out to others beyond Judaism. There are many people that contend that his ability, being a rabbi, a teacher of disciples, to be able to put in context his mission and ministry to others besides those who were of the faith, meant that there was a departure for the first time in his experience of God's love for the world. What I find interesting was I had a day to invite a person when I was at St. Paul's in Stafford, New York, to invite a deaf minister who had a deaf community. And he came and he did a biblical study with my congregation there. Small as it was, it was an opening for me in terms of the passage that he read. Because he used the deaf mute. And he pointed out some things that, yes, I'd read through it, I'd seen it over and over again, but I hadn't focused in on particular experiences that come from the text. When the people come and bring this gentleman to be healed, they want a sign. They want something done that's pronounced. And the scripture says, and it was the interesting part for me, it was the first time I actually heard the words that I read over and over again. He took them apart from the crowd. He wasn't doing a spectacle for them. He was rather encountering this individual as a person of value. You have to understand that when people were sick at that time, it was a sign of their sinfulness. And in many ways, it was the ability to avoid caring for these individuals. Unless somehow they made this unbelievable coming around to the rabbinical traditions and Jewish faith. But Jesus encounters this individual by himself. Then he does what is most against the culture of the time. To touch a person that was, quote, sinful was to obtain that sin yourself. Don't we know that a little bit in our history of COVID right now? And the interesting part is he took his fingers and put them in ears. He took, spit them and put it on his tongue. And spittum was understood to be a healing property. He simply utters the word, Ephaphtha, be opened. And the person heard and spoke. And the interesting part to me was the priest, the deaf mission, said, you know, the miracle here is not that the man spoke and could hear. The miracle was this was a person that was encountered by Christ and accepted for who he was for the first time ever. His touching him 
and taking him apart for the crowd was an effort to focus in on him as a person of love, integrity, and of genuine care. What an interesting and powerful analogy it came for me because he had pointed out a passage that I had read over and over again and put it in such a context that I could never, ever think of it differently again. Now, the woman who Jesus was encountering and asked, she asked for her daughter to be healed from the demon. And the interesting part about this story to me was the fact that, number one, it was a woman. And he was a, di a distinguished rabbi. And for a woman who was not even connected to the faith of Israel, would come to him and he would engage a conversation with her was forbidden. Technically, it was a, a letting down of his own integrity to engage this woman in discussion. And part of the discussion that we have to understand at that time, if someone of wisdom spoke a particular phrase, the only way to engage that individual or to be able to maintain your own integrity was to come back with another statement. So we have this give and take from her to Jesus. And the interesting part is Jesus makes the statement and she is the one that responds. Jesus is overwhelmed because he sees the truth of what she is saying. The miracle here is the fact that she engaged him not as a person of only Israel or Judaism, but as a healer of all people. And he was able to get insight because of her response to him. And the gift of healing of her daughter was that response. I think too often it's easy for us to look at biblical texts from the point of view of where I am. And the more we put ourselves into the text or looking at the anomalies, like she was a Syrophoenician woman, didn't have a connection to Judaism at all, outside of living around Jews. And this man who, in fact, could not hear and had a problem with speech. And they wanted a spectacle, and Jesus treated him individually. When we talk about the passage from James earlier, a reminder that sometimes we deceive ourselves. We treat people differently based upon wealth, appearance, and so forth. And we are called to respect the integrity of every individual in our baptismal vows. Unfortunately, I have to confess that I default many times to appearance, not necessarily affluence, 
but at least to appearance. I had the great delight of knowing an individual who used to walk in Berkeley talking to all of those who are street people. She told me she's gotten so many gifts from these individuals and their perspective of life because they have nothing. They only have their thoughts and their words. She felt the motivation about becoming a better Christian for herself in the people of the street. Too often, we can't see that connection for ourselves. As a matter of fact, I have had in my past experience opportunities to do clown liturgies. And in Florida, I was asked to do a clown liturgy at a parish, and I appeared before the 8 o'clock service already a clown. So I decided to check myself to see how the congregation would be receptive. And I wasn't planned to be there for 8 o'clock service. Now, if many of you have historical history, the 8 o'clock service is a very special service. You go, you do the right things, you meditate, and you leave, and that's a spiritual experience. So in walks this clown, sits down in the front row, does not entertain or do anything but other than worship with the other people. Unfortunately, I could sense their lack of comfort and the eyes going around wondering, what is going on? Fortunately, the priest that I knew very well stood up, didn't see anything throughout the whole service until the very end, and said, I want to introduce you to Father Skip Foch. And I stood up, and they were shocked. A clown, a priest. And I found it interesting because it created this whole environment where I began for the first time to realize because I looked different and bizarre that I was suspect to an entire congregation. Some of them actually did stay for the communion service as a clown. They came up to me and they said, boy, what a difference it was for us to experience you just being there and all of a sudden experiencing the Eucharist that you enabled us to feel and sense. I think currently, with all of the sickness that we've gone through and all of the craziness and bizarreness around the COVID virus, it's a time for us to see our roots in our faith and our works. Because in many of us, we have faith, but sometimes our works do not reflect the faith we have. And I find that it's important for us as Christians to meld the two together, to be driven to do things for others that based upon our faith gives ourselves access to being open being sensitive, and finding out the creativity that comes from knowing others for just exactly who they are. 
I do think that's God's call for our love of God and Christ. That we are, in fact, equal. If we establish classism or bias, we eliminate the true love of Christ in our hearts and minds. We have to daily struggle to be open to the needs of others. And actually, when we do that, I think we begin to see the needs of ourselves that opens us to God's love, healing power, and grace. This day go out, see in others the living faith, work with others in a way that reunites yourself and them to the joy of Jesus' presence.